When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. The AFC East is not going exactly the way that you think it is. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Christopher Arthur Canty, good morning. What up, big fella? How was your weekend? It was an outstanding weekend. We got to get into my nephew's 13th birthday party, though. That happened on Saturday and all went well, but there's one thing that we gotta uh, we gotta get sorted out. We gotta get straightened out. All right. Well, listen. I can guarantee you that that gift had to be a nice little generous one that he got from you. I'm sure he enjoyed. Oh, that. for sure. I mean, it's his, it's, he's a teenager now. He's a big boy. So exactly. You know, unk got to look out for him. Yeah, got to get some of that uncle candy so, some, funding. Well, <laughs> s- s- some other people, not so much. But we'll get into it. <laughs> Let's get rolling. Here we go. Only one place to start. Touchdown, Josh Allen. If you look at the prototype in terms of size, arm, mobility. He said he was going to be a star, and he is. They built their franchise around him. Looking for Allen, and he's got it. Touchdown, Bills. I like winning. Whatever I'm asked to do, I'm willing to do. Listen, Josh Allen is a terrific talent, and Canty and I have told you all along about all of the concerns that exist from last season, from turning the football over from just not learning from mistakes and doing it at crucial times in the red zone. And, Canty, you watch them over the weekend against the Pittsburgh Steelers. You watch an offensive line that has got more than its share of issues right now, and you watch a quarterback that, to me, in a lot of ways, does not necessarily look like he is learning from his mistakes. Chris, I am very, very concerned about the Buffalo Bills. They are not making the playoffs this year. And I do wonder if the window has already closed on Buffalo in terms of winning a championship. Well, I don't think the window's closed. They still got Josh Allen, right? So as long as that guy is under center, your window is going to be open, relatively speaking. But there are going to be years where you're better positioned than others. And in this particular situation, there's just a lot that concerns me with the Bills. Now, their offensive line is an issue, right? Spencer Brown, this is a guy that they have a lot of – Questions about they wanted to see some show improve. Remember, he had the back surgery after his rookie year, worked his way back, played better at the end of last season than he did at the start of the season. But he's a guy that they have huge question mark. And right next to him, they have a rookie in Osiris Torrance. So the right side of that offensive line could be a sore spot for the Buffalo Bills. But that ain't what I saw in their preseason game against the Steelers on Saturday. What I saw was a quarterback that was nervous about the rush. I saw a quarterback in Josh Allen that spent more time looking at the line of scrimmage and how his guys were holding up in pass protection than he was looking at his receivers downfield. Now, maybe that's a product of what happened last year and what he's seen in the preseason in practice, but that's going to have to change if they want different results from Josh Allen. Remember, this is a quarterback that turned the ball over 23 times if you include the playoff games Last year, 19 times in the regular season, seven times in the red zone. 
That's got to change if the Buffalo Bills are going to want to get to where they want to go. And that's why I'm a bit skeptical about what we should expect for them, where the bar is set for them in 2023. Remember, the Steph Diggs question mark about how he relates to his quarterback, that's something that's kind of run out of steam as far as a conversation goes, but it didn't go away. And at the first time of adversity, I'm curious to see what that looks like. Brian Dayball not being there, we saw the impact that had on Josh Allen last year. Remember, Leslie Frazier now, their defensive coordinator in 2022, he's gone. So Sean McDermott is taking over those responsibilities. A lot of moving parts in Buffalo, and it doesn't feel like any of it is good. And, and none of it is good, uh, that, and because that's why it feels that way. And I, I'll tell you what, there are times that I get accused of maybe reading a little too much into comments. Well, I see Josh Allen the other night talk about the fact, well, yeah, listen, of course we had uh, some issues here, but at the same time, you know, they got some dudes on the other side there. That plays to your point. Josh Allen is paying a lot more attention to who's on the other side of the football than he is to who's down the field. And I think it's twofold. I think it's two things that really play into one another. The line not being as great, but Chris, while that may not have been the case the other night, the lack of trust that Allen has in that line, that's what that's where that shows up, right? Because he just assumes that they are going to be in his face after what's happened the last couple of years. And he can't blame all of his turnovers on that. Because, Chris, I saw too many times last year, way too many times, where he is stretching plays out, trying desperately to make something happen, trying desperately to force it, and that generally happened in the red zone, and that's what led to those turnovers. No doubt about it. And everybody makes the mistake in saying that protecting the quarterback is all on the offensive line. Wrong. Protecting the quarterback is on the quarterback, too. Yeah. Like, that that guy's got to be responsible. There has to be a level of awareness and discernment in terms of understanding when you can push the envelope and when you need to get to the next play. And when I say get to the next play, throw the ball away or take a dive, slide, and let the down be over. The last thing you want to do if you're Josh Allen is take unnecessary hits. And that's what we saw in the preseason game. Like the one highlight, or I guess you would say low light if you're a Bills fan, that everybody keeps showing on a loop is him running around like a chicken with his head cut off. He breaks the line of scrimmage, then he doubles back, tries to reverse field, and he gets sacked. Well, there's no reason for your quarterback to do that. Take the positive yards on a short scramble in slide and get to the next down. Stop trying to be a superhero. I know you have all of these physically physical gifts. Might be the most physically talented quarterback in the National Football League, but that doesn't mean you have to show it on every single play. So there's that aspect of it, too, in terms of changing what we've seen from him on the field in the recent past. But there's also the part about trusting the protection, big fella, because if you look at the second drop back in that game against the Steelers on Saturday, they have a linebacker run through. The Steelers are bringing pressure. And the offensive line and the running back pick up the pressure. And you see Josh Allen drift outside the pocket where there's no help. T.J. Watt puts pressure on him, and he throws an errant pass. Those are the types of things that can't happen. When your offensive line and your running back, when they pick up the pressure, you step up into the protection and you throw the ball downfield. But those are some of the things that we've seen Josh Allen do in the past. He's worked himself into some bad habits, and unless those things change, then I could see a huge regression for the Bills in 2023. And let's talk about what's in front of them. Chris, I don't think this is getting enough attention. We talk about strength of schedule a lot. 
And we understand that while we talk about that in August, sometimes during the regular season, that does not necessarily play out to be as tough as would be expected. Listen to the last nine games of the year for the Buffalo Bills, who currently have the, I believe, sixth toughest schedule in the league. Mm. Last nine, at Cincinnati, the Broncos at home, Okay. the Jets, not easy. At the Eagles. Hard as hell. At Kansas City. Yeah. Cowboys at home. Okay. At the Chargers. All and right. then the Patriots and Dolphins to close out the season. Yeah, that's not great. That is a brutal stretch. <laughs> that's not great. I mean, can't you? I mean, you're talking about six of the last 18 or, I mean, excuse me, seven of the last eight teams that you're playing are playoff teams from here? Yeah. yeah. Ooh. Think about that. And and that's a stretch. Those last nine games, where if you told me right now the Bills went three and six, I wouldn't argue with you. I wouldn't argue with you at all. And that's a bad situation. And then it kind of leads to the bigger issue here because I have said this, you have said this. The Bills are not making the playoffs this year, and it's yeah. just looking at this logically. And I'd remind people that there was a certain someone that last year, throughout the course of the off season throughout the course of the preseason, told you that the reigning Super Bowl champions weren't going to make Who the postseason, that? and that was Chris Canty. Really? That was Chris Canty. That, that so, was something I said? Yeah. You said oh, the Rams last year were not going to make the playoffs, and they finished 5-12. and 12. Yeah, that was a part of my bold predictions with Greeny on Get Up, and, and I, didn't, I caught a lot of flack for that, by the yep. way. A lot of people said I was outside of my brain for saying something like that. But it happens every single year. Yep. That's why I don't understand why people are surprised. Well, we're like catching last, a lot of flack on this. Year, last, year, last year, in 2022, you had three division winners from 2021 that missed the playoffs last season. Three. It happens every year. I don't understand why people are surprised by it. So all of the teams that were projecting to have these great seasons, like everybody, pump the brakes a little bit. Like, you have to put your team back together every single year. And competition is always trying to catch up to the division leader. Organizations build their rosters, build their teams to try to beat the division leaders. For instance, when I was with the Baltimore Ravens, Ozzie Newsom, the general manager at the time, drafted players that he felt like could help him beat the Pittsburgh Steelers because that was the bar in the AFC North. For the last several years, since Sean McDermott showed up, the bar in the AFC East has been the Buffalo Bills. The Jets, the Dolphins, the Patriots have been building teams for a while now to try to dethrone the Bills. I actually think this is the season in which that happens. All right, so that said, as we look at the odds in the AFC East right now, according to Caesar's Sportsbook, the Bills are the favorites at plus 125. Then hmm. it's the Jets plus 250, Dolphins plus 300, Patriots plus 800. Give me the order in which this division finishes. Uh, Jets, Dolphins, and then it's a coin flip between the Patriots and the Bills. For a coin flip? Coin flip. I think we live in a world where the Buffalo Bills could be in the cellar of the AFC East because if it goes bad in Buffalo, it's going to be really bad. So if it goes bad, it could go bad to the lengths of, well, frankly, what happened with the Rams last year. Exactly. Like this, this whole thing could collapse. Remember, man, what we saw in the playoff game and what we heard from Steph Diggs earlier this year in the offseason, 
That's not going away. There's tension in that relationship between the best offensive player and the second best offensive player. That's not a good place to live if you're Sean McDermott, who's not only wearing the head coaching hat, but taking on more responsibilities as a play caller. Not to mention he's got to keep an eye on what Ken Dorsey does in year two on the offensive side of the ball because they were so bad last year. So, like again, there's a lot of improvement that needs to be made. And I'm just not sure that Buffalo is going to do it. Again, I get people that are leaning on the record and what it's been the last several years. Buffalo has been the standard in the AFC East. Carlin, I get it. You know, you had four consecutive double-digit win seasons. I understand it. I get it. They finished in first place in the AFC East the last three years. I get it. But I feel like there's going to be a little bit of regression back to the mean. And, and big fella, if it starts to slip, if they see some adversity, especially early on, given what their schedule is in the back half, I could see a very combustible situation in Buffalo. I'm going to flip it. I'm going to go Dolphins over the Jets right now to win the division. Okay. Which I can't believe I'm doing. Yeah. And then I'm going to put the Bills – Ahead of the Patriots, because I really think that the Patriots are going to have a bad season. Okay. I really do. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio in for Grinny, presented by Progressive Insurance. 888-ESPN. We are getting to your calls in just moments. And you can respond. Are we out of our minds for believing the Bills are not a playoff team in 2023? And who is the division winner Who's not making the playoffs this year? We get to those calls in just moments. Canty, Carlin, Greeny, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y.
For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call ClickGranger.com or just stop by. Greeny, the podcast. Odd way to start the morning today. And Jeff Darlington's a big part of it. What? What are we talking about? I'm going to tell you right now. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. I'm watching Get Up as I do each and every day from 8 to 10 a.m. Eastern, of course, on ESPN, hosted by Greeny. Jeff Darlington, a frequent contributor, and, of course, ESPN NFL insider, uh, joins us right now. And why is it that on three separate occasions I look up and I see a man purported to be your father at 79 years old in a singlet to start off my week? Yeah, yeah I got a lot of weird things going on, you know? You really uh, do. It, the only thing we're yeah. missing was, your, was him spinning a MacBook as he lifted yeah. 358 pounds. <laughs> we're, we're really like a traveling circus, the Darlington family. Uh my dad, uh, my dad this weekend, but he's 79 years old and like a couple of five, six years ago, he goes to the gym every day. He's always been in really good shape, but he's like, he's like my size, like probably like six foot, 180 pounds. And he's, he lifting weights and he, he got home one day and he's kind of like curious what he should be lifting at his age. And he realized nobody lifts this much weight at 79 years old. So he started entering competitions one of which was this weekend, and he deadlifted 359 pounds and uh, won first place for the state of Florida for his age and weight class. He's also previously, though, set two world records for his age as well. Uh, very strange thing to pick up late in life, admittedly. I feel like a lot of the people who are weightlifters like burnt out and basically just left my dad and, uh, to, to pick up all the medals, but it's, it's pretty unbelievable. Well, speaking of picking up all the metal, I mean, what your dad deadlifted the other day, is that more or less pounds than you can deadlift? Because that's what everybody really wants to know. Well, I would tell you, but why would I ever deadlift? Like, that's the stupidest thing. That's a great point. I respect what he's doing at 79 years old. To me, it's why would you do Like, why would you do that? Was this, he, the, he is, was, was this the point, Jeff, where you realized, oh, my parents don't know everything that we all hit? <laughs> yeah, I, I just, I mean, I, he used to run like marathons back in the day. He, he ran like, I think, six or seven New York marathons. And he's the guy, he crossed the finish line and goes straight to my mom and asked for a cigarette. Like, <laughs> That's great. I'm telling you guys, I, so he's a freak. Uh, you know what would have been more impressive would be to see him stop at a bodega along the way and grab a pack of Marlboro Reds and smoke during it's the marathon. Not, it, I wouldn't I wouldn't put it past him. <laughs> Brooklyn guy, you know. He got he got really upset. Uh, he always drank Miller High Life growing up. Yeah, and he, he got really pissed when that became like the hipster thing to do. and Because uh, they raised the prices of the six-packs that he'd have every night from like you know, four to six dollars, and he's like, you know, these hipsters stole my beer. <laughs> That's real, amazing. Real, uh, real unique upbringing. I, maybe this is uh, explains a little bit, guys. Maybe uh, this therapy session makes you understand why I am the way I am. It's uh, it's just it's mostly jealousy. I think that's what it is. I think that's what it is. It's Jeff Darlington. Uh, that thing is that soundbite from the, your last appearance is never going away. 
is never going away. Yeah, and very high-pitched. That's why it's not going away. It's Jeff Tarlington, ESPN NFL insider. All right, let's get to some NFL. So, Jeff, which AFC East team has to be most concerned about their offensive line right now? Oh, um, which AFC East team? Man, you're really diving right into it. Exactly. That's a a haymaker right out of the gate. I, I would be inclined to say the Patriots, but I don't have as high of expectations for them. They clearly have their issues, uh, as I have for both the Jets and the Bills. I, you know, I'm going to say the Bills, actually. Uh, God, you, that's a great point. Every team in the AFC East right now has somewhat of an issue. The Dolphins probably, surprisingly, have been the best unit, but a left tackle in Toronto Armstead who just dealt with a knee issue and a quarterback who obviously needs good protection – uh, Mekhi Becton looking much better in New York. That's a sigh of relief for the Jets, but that's obviously a huge vulnerability. And then the Bills, uh, Josh Allen just getting pummeled in, in the most recent preseason game to the Steelers. I, I would say that that to me, the Bills are the team that are still in that Super Bowl window that if they don't get good line play and the, it, it causes Josh Allen to have to continue to run for his life and potentially put himself in harm's way, that, to me, is probably the biggest issue. But you could make a really good case, honestly, for every single one of those teams. So, Jeff, every single year we see division winners from a season ago find themselves on the outside looking into the playoffs. It happened with the Super Bowl winning Rams last year in 2022. I, I just, I'm just curious, could what we're seeing from the offensive line from the Bills be enough of a concern to see a regression to the point where this team could be fighting for their playoff lives? Uh, only because of the division that they're in right now with, with, uh, and, and honestly the conference that they're in. Uh, if you look across the landscape, the AFC North could have, you could make a case that they have three teams, even four, mm-hmm. that are you know, capable playoff teams. So suddenly you've know, you got the Chargers and the Chiefs vying for those, those wildcard spots in division title. So suddenly you are looking at it where the Bills, if they slip at all because of that line play, which I still think Josh Allen is so good that he can compensate for it, if they slip at all, second place in the AFC East, it might not be good enough for the playoffs, which is nuts to say. I don't think that will ultimately be the case. But uh, there is so much parity right now in the AFC and not enough wildcard spots to go around. Jeff Darlington, ESPN NFL reporter, joining us. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny. 888-SAY-ESPN. We're getting into this with you in just five minutes. The Bills, whoever it is, you believe is the division winner that will not make the playoffs this year because there are always some. Last year there were three, so Jeff, we put that question to you. Last year's division winner that or division winners that will not make the playoffs this year. Well, I need who are who are the other options? I'm trying to think this through. Okay, division winners uh, from last year. You have Philly, Minnesota, Tampa, San Francisco, Kansas City, Jacksonville, Cincy, and Buffalo. I mean, Tampa's the easy one, right? Yep. Uh, they're outside looking in, and uh, Minnesota could have a tricky. I, I think Minnesota will be pretty good, but if Jordan Love continues to look as good as he is, you've got the Lions and. You've got uh, Green Bay, all, all, and the Bears seemingly will be better. But I would say that Minnesota and Tampa are the two teams. I'm not willing to say that the Bills will be on the outside looking in yet. Okay. All right, Jeff. What do you think? Uh, oh, I'm, I'm, 
I'm I'm with you, you on like that, that one. I'm with you on that one. And, and the inverse question is always brought up when we start talking about division winners that'll be on the outside looking in. What are mm-hmm. the last place teams from a year ago that can find themselves in the playoffs this year? And we'll you give you the list of the too? last place teams just to make it easier. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm Arizona. Really, I am Wikipedia. <laughs> Arizona. Well, clearly not Jim Darlington. No, we're giving you the... <laughs> if you were Wikipedia, we'd be giving you the wrong information. Uh, well, yeah. Oh, oh, please. Wikipedia's always right. Arizona, Atlanta, Chicago, Washington in the NFC. Denver, Houston, Cleveland, the Jets in the AFC. Oh, the Jets are too easy. Yeah. Uh, I can't see Houston. Denver's in a too tough of a division. What were the first three? Uh, how about the in the NFC? It was the Washington, not Arizona, Chicago, not Atlanta, Arizona. You also forgot about the Browns in the AFC North. The Browns. It's crazy to me that we're not hyping the Browns. I mean, the Browns have a quarterback who signed the biggest contract of all time, and they gave up so much for him. Yet we don't talk about them because of that division. Probably like like they have expectations on them. They better make the playoffs, given what they have. Uh, I, I don't know that I'm going to put them in there, but, like, man, we I feel like they're kind of getting a weird pass this year in terms of their expectations. If you're talking about a last-place team that better make the playoffs, given what they've invested in their quarterback position, it better be the Browns. Jeff, one last one. Uh, Aaron Rodgers looks like he's going to play this week for the Jets. Is there real value to him playing, or should they just sit him out? No, I mean, I kind of feel like there is value in it. Uh, especially, look, if you're afraid of him getting hurt because of the offensive line in the preseason, uh, th- that fear doesn't just end week one. In fact, it ramps up because so does the speed. I think it's good to get him out there with the line a little bit. And he can be cautious and make sure he's smart enough to not get himself hurt. But, you know, same reason why Jordan Love's going to play in this next preseason game for the Packers. There's a young group there, and and they just like there's with the Packers, like young group there. You got to get them reps with that that first team offense. I, I, I think it bodes well for Aaron Rodgers to get a little bit of time. I like it, Jeff. We look forward to the next feat of strength from a family member. Perhaps your mother will be next. I don't know. Yeah, it won't be. It won't be me. I tell you that. <laughs> it won't be me. Jeff Darlington, ESPN <laughs> NFL reporter. Joining us, it's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com. Your chance to get through right now. Lines are open at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. What teams won their division last year that's going to miss the playoffs this year? And are we nuts for thinking that the Bills are going to be that team. Justin is up first on ESPN Radio. Justin, go. Hey, guys, how are you? Thank you for taking my phone call. Um, Canty, I have to agree with you. I'm a a longtime Jets fan. I think this is the Jets' year. And, Carl, and I do do agree with both of you guys that Buffalo is going to take a step back. But I don't think it's going to be that big of a step back. And, Carl, and I, I can't put my faith in Miami this year just for the simple fact that I can't guarantee that two is going to stay healthy. I mean, Especially in that AFC East when you have Bill Belichick and the Jets with that pass rush, I think they're going to bury him this year, and I don't think Tua is going to stay healthy. Listen, I have a problem with it, too. It's not like I'm going to sit there and say it with my chest on that front. Chris, It, it I don't want to say it pains me, but 
just being able to say that two is going to be healthy for, let's say, 15 games this year, I have trouble doing it. But the reason I say that I would put the Dolphins ahead of the Jets right now is we just are taking for granted that this is all going to work. And I understand that it looks okay. The offensive line is a problem. Even though Becton played better the other night, it was against guys who were going to be working in the quarry next week, and that's okay. He buried guys when he was playing right tackle. He looked like he could play right tackle, which was even more important, considering he didn't necessarily want to. But then there's Rodgers. And I'm not sold that halfway through this season, after taking a lot of hits, he's still going to be playing at a high level based on what I saw last year. And I know the injury was a factor, Chris. I'm just not sold. Well, here's what I'll say. I, I mean, I'm, I'm with you. I, I think it was the injury combined with age. I, I don't think we're ever going to see MVP Rodgers again. But good for him that the Jets don't need MVP Rodgers. They just need competent quarterback play. They got a defense that if your offense is consistently putting up 20 points a game, you're going to win a lot of games. Like, you need Aaron Rodgers to be good in situational football, third down, red zone, two minute, end of half, end of game. If he can do that, then the Jets are going to be a playoff team and they're probably going to win their division. They are. So it's just a matter of them trying to navigate around the early struggles that we're anticipating the offensive line having just because that group hasn't had a lot of snaps together uh, in the preseason. So that's the one concern that I have. But when it comes to the Miami Dolphins, the only concern I have is with Tua. Mm-hmm. That's it. I don't have any other concerns about that team. They got all the skill that you want on the offensive side of the ball, and they have what I believe will be a top-10 defense this upcoming season. And, and because I, of I, all that, let's remember – that this is a team that came very, very close to winning a playoff game in Buffalo with Skylar Thompson. Very yeah. close. Yeah, and they came close to winning that matchup that they had in December in Buffalo when it was yep. snow on the ground. But, I mean, go ahead. Buck next on ESPN Radio. Buck, what's going on? Hey, how, y- how y'all doing today? Y'all doing all right? Yep. What do you got, bud? All right. Well, well I, th- I think the Jets going to struggle because everybody's going to bring the A game. And I think Buffalo and uh, the Cowboys, they got a two-year window. If not, the quarterback and the coach is gone. Buffalo and the Cowboys, they got a two-year window to win. If they, if they don't win, it's going to be some trouble. But I think they're just going to struggle because everybody's going to bring the A game, every game against them. I, I get what Kenty was saying earlier, that as long as you have Josh Allen, your window's open. But I, I look at a window of a team that would win a championship right away, and if they don't do it in the next two years, then you are going to go through a transition period before you're ready to open that window wide open again. Yeah, I guess my whole point is that it's always going to be cracked with Josh Allen as your quarterback. Like, that's just – it's just that th- they're going to be good. Like, you're going to have a chance. He gives you a chance every single time to be in the mix for the postseason. Once you get to the tournament, anything can happen. Now, there are some years where you're better positioned than others, and I, and I think we have to acknowledge that. But I think this is the beginning of a little bit of aggression in Buffalo – I don't think the coach is in jeopardy of being on the hot seat like that last caller said. Now, with Dallas, that is the case, but not in Buffalo. Sean McDermott is firmly entrenched as that franchise's head coach for the foreseeable future. So, I mean, although I am thinking that Buffalo will find themselves on the outside looking in, I still believe they're only one good offseason away from being right back in the mix to win a division and win a title. 
Canty and Carlin in for Graney, ESPN Radio, Series 6M Channel 80. Canty, up next, we will play the world's saddest trivia game. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Greeny, the podcast. We'll have a major announcement coming up next hour. Looking forward to that. Mr. Canty is exceptionally high on the Washington Commanders as a sneaky NFC playoff team. And we just saw last week Sam Howell get named starting quarterback. Everybody has been, what's the word I'm looking for? Just just very, very positive, very excited at how Sam Howell has developed in the offseason and what he looks like right now. Here's Terry McLaurin on the Pivot Podcast with Ryan Clark on how and how he looks in that offense. It's definitely a quarterback-driven league. That's been a challenge since I've been here to find that guy. I've been blessed and fortunate to play with a multitude of guys where I've learned a lot from all of them. But we're still looking for that consistency at that position. And what I've seen from Sam, he just has a confidence about him where he doesn't say too much, but he comes out on the field and then you look up and in 707, he may not have missed a throw. In Dallas, he's running over people and he's kind of getting up with some swag. you like, all right, now it's kind of, I play with Joe Burrow. I'm not saying he Joe, but he kind of got a little bad in him where you just like, I don't got to say too much, but you're going to see. Listen, if Howell is anywhere near the level of hype that he just gave him right there, the the commanders are in great shape. There is a reason that this guy was a fourth-round pick last year. We have seen guys that uh, have been missed in drafts, and we know it's not an exact science, but I, I will be very surprised if Sam Howell is someone that is a difference maker for the commanders. If they make the playoffs, it's because of their defense. Yeah, well, I don't think Eric Bieniemy and Ron Rivera are going to let Sam Howell get in the way of what this team's potential is going to be. When you look at how they they called the game, uh, their first preseason game against the Browns. I mean, it was a lot of short routes, some crossers, some hitches. They caught a couple of deep shots that they they they, they mixed in there, including the touchdown pass to Jahan Dotson. But they're they're not going to let Sam Howell lose this thing for him. And when you look at this roster, top to bottom. 
This is one of the best rosters in the NFL. Remember, they were a top five defense from a year ago. They were that good. I think they were the third-ranked total defense in the National Football League. That's pretty damn good. Like, remember, they were the first team to hang an L on Philadelphia last year in the link. So this is a team that's not devoid of talent. The biggest question, like Terry McLaurin just said, is what's going to happen at quarterback. But I really don't have a lot of questions about this roster either. I mean, think about it. You got a really good receiving core. You got two solid running backs in Brian Robinson and Antonio Gibson. You got an outstanding defense that got better with Emmanuel Forrest being their first-round draft pick this year. I, I just I just think this team is one of the most slept-on teams coming into the 2023 season. And I can't wait till this thing gets kicked off so we can see about it. That's why I'm going to be watching that preseason game tonight between them and the Baltimore Ravens, two teams that I have high expectations for. I think the rest of the world is bullish on the Ravens, but the, the commander's team is is a squad that everybody needs to be paying closer attention to. I, I want to see Chase Young, though. I, I would love to see him be healthy and be the player they expected him to be a couple of years ago. Because, Chris, coming out of Ohio State, that guy was electric as a pass rusher. He really was. The first step was ridiculous. And so far, we have not seen that guy. And if you add that to what they already have, holy cow. That could be something completely off the charts. Yeah, I mean, he was defensive rookie of the year, but I mean, I, I don't like since then he's been marred with injuries. He's only played in what you're talking about 12 games over the past two seasons. Yeah. So we'll see. But here's the thing even if you don't have Chase Young, even if he can't play or he's a lesser player, it's not like you can't get pressure on the quarterback with your front four. I mean, you have Montez mm-hmm. Sweat, you got Deron Payne, you got Jonathan Allen. You got dudes up front that can rush the quarterback. That's not going to be the issue for the Washington Commanders. The issue is going to be how good the quarterback can be. And I think this season will serve as a referendum on not only Sam Howell, but on Eric Bieniemy and what kind of coach he is. All right, Canty, it is time to play the most depressing game that we've ever played on this show. Since... Kirk Cousins departed Washington. There have been 12 starting quarterbacks for the Washington Commanders. 12 since 2018. Can you name them? Oh, my God. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be really, really bad at this. We only got a minute, so let's go. I'll give let's it a go. stab, but I'm going to be really bad at this. All right, you, go go for, Taylor- you want me to go first? No, I got it. I'm going to go right. Taylor Heineke. That's we've correct. Got Ale- we've got Alex Smith. We've I got thought Carson we were going back and Wentz. forth here. We're going to go back and forth? Now, go ahead. Taylor Heineke, Alex Smith, who else you got? Carson Wentz. Yep. Yep. All right, Case Keenum. Yep. Is he in there? He yep. is. All right, uh, I think I'm tapped out. Okay. <laughs> Carlin, you got any? Well, Dwayne Haskins. That is correct. That's right. Um, We're at 5 of 12. Colt McCoy, I feel like, was in there somewhere, too. He was too. definitely in there. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yep, McCoy? that's 6. Okay. Uh... I think Ryan Fitzpatrick was somewhere. That in is there. correct. Ryan Fitzpatrick, we're at seven. And, and even if not, I would have guessed Ryan. He Fitzpatrick. played yeah. for everybody, yeah. so I guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Got five oh, left. Oh, God. Five left. Oh, my God. We Didn't their tight end Logan Thomas play quarterback? Didn't start, though. All right, I'm going to give you the rest. Oh. Uh, Sam Howell started a game last year. Okay. Garrett Gilbert. Garrett Gilbert. Kyle Allen. Josh Johnson. 
and Mark Sanchez in 2018. Oh, my God. Sanchez had one game in 2018. Oh, my that is That is the most depressing game we've ever played. That's all bad. That list of quarterbacks, no wonder they can't win. That's all bad, big fella. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN. And also available wherever you get your podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.